It's become a pattern for viewers to empathize with the tortured anti-hero of a show while harshly judging his wife, even though she doesn't do anything nearly as bad. The f was that for? I'll write you up a list. But while women like Betty Draper and Skylar White are totally floored when they find out what their husbands have been up to, on The Sopranos we see something different. Carmela knew exactly what she was getting into when she married a mob man. The only reason you have anything is because of my sweat, and you know every step of the way exactly how it works." Whereas Betty and Skyler might garner resentment for being so virtuous and at odds with the anti-hero audiences identify with, Carmela is complicit from the beginning. So instead of getting caught up in judging her character, we're fascinated with her. We know she's guilty, but we want to know just how guilty, and how she reconciles that guilt with her perfect-seeming suburban mom life. All I did was make sure he's got clean clothes in his closet. And dinner on his table. So a neighbor would be a more accurate job description for you than a compass. The more we look at Carmela, we see she has multiple complex layers, and she uses these layers of herself to suppress and control her guilt in order to function. So today we're peeling back these many layers to reveal the truth that lies underneath. Living a life of complicity and denial is just as destructive as living a life of crime. Here's our take on The Sopranos' Carmela. Carmela's life is possible thanks to the power of denial. He's a good man. He's a good father. You tell me he's a depressed criminal, prone to anger, serially unfaithful. Is that your definition? A good man. When it comes to Tony's line of work, Carmela obviously knows what he does, so she directs her denial into the morality or excusability of Tony's actions. When she has to face ugly facts about what Tony does, she has a pretty incredible ability to spin it so it doesn't seem so bad. This is most obvious in season two, when Tony tells her that Janice's boyfriend Richie Aprile is dead and he helped cover it up. Richie's gone. What do you mean, gone? Gone. Where? Carmela, after 18 years of marriage, don't make me make you an accessory after the fact. Carmela is only speechless for a moment before she justifies it. I took care of it. That... That was not a marriage made in heaven. For the most part, though, Tony lies to Carmela about deaths that he had a hand in, and she buys what he tells her, or at least she seems to. But even in these cases, it appears she does have doubts and is just choosing not to press Tony too much because she doesn't really want to know the truth. Take the time in season five when Adriana is killed for being an informant. Carmela seems to accept the story Christopher tells her, that he and Adriana broke up and she suddenly moved away. She left, broke my heart, moved out a couple of days ago, I haven't seen her. That's terrible. But in season six, her dream about Adriana suggests that subconsciously, she's always known Adriana is dead. Your friend, someone needs to tell her she's dead. Carmela also deals with Tony's infidelity through a kind of unspoken agreement. Is he seeing another woman? Uh, yeah, you can make that plural. Yes, he sees other women. I sort of look the other way. Deep down, she wants so badly for her husband to be faithful to her. And I want you to be true and to be mine. I want you to not cheat. But she knows that ultimately she has no power over him, so she settles for tolerating his cheating, so long as it doesn't infiltrate her home life. That's why Irina's call to the house in season four is the straw that breaks the camel's back. Is this Mrs. Sopranos? Yes, it is. I used to f your husband. Because it takes away Carmela's power of denial and forces her to acknowledge the painful truth of her marriage. You have made a fool of me for years with these whores. 
Now it's coming to our home. Carmela's cognitive dissonance also comes into play in regards to the family's finances. Her materialistic streak lets her create a distance between the reality that she's suppressing and the image she's comfortable with. When she sees a psychiatrist in season three, he reminds her where her family's money comes from. I'm not charging you because I won't take blood money. You can't either. But by creating a life that looks respectable, Carmela rarely has to acknowledge the truth in this. From her perspective, she's someone who sends her kids to good schools and ensures they don't want for anything. When Meadows at Columbia, Carmela is determined to get Tony to donate $50,000 to the school. And this is because it lets her see herself as someone who uses the family's finances for charitable purposes. The comfort of money is also what allows Carmela to see her marriage as loving. Because to her, Tony's lavish gifts are romantic rather than an effort to buy her off. Carmela and company enjoyed a lot of fine dining thanks to their mob connections, but you don't have to be a mafia boss to eat good. Support the channel and chow down with this video's sponsor, Factor. Factor is America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit that is delivered straight to your door. Skip the trips to the grocery store, the chopping, cooking, and cleaning, and save money in the process. Thanks to Factor's rotating menu, you can relish in the best autumn dishes with new fall flavors like cranberry pecan chicken and apple Dijon pork chops. There's always great new meals to try, and they're ready in two minutes or less. With Factor, you can be assured you're getting nutritious, dietitian approved meals that are fresh, never frozen. Plus, I rounded out my snack supply with these sweet smoothies. Mango is my favorite flavor. Head to factormeals.com slash thetake50 and use the code thetake50 to get 50% off your first box. That's thetake50 at factormeals.com slash thetake50 to get 50% off your first box. In a sense, Catholicism is to Carmela what psychiatry is to Tony. There are times she seems to be seriously considering divorce, and she wants guidance. The psychiatrist said that I should leave my husband. May God forgive me when he said that, it seemed so right. You made a sacred vow. Divorce is out of the question. In the same way, there's a part of Tony that does want to change his ways through therapy, yet in the end, both of them are using these confessional outlets to perform remorse and appease their guilt, only to go on acting the same way. You know, I'd go to my priest and I would cry and say how bad I felt about how my husband made his money, but that was bullshit. Because there are far bigger crooks than my husband. The priests Carmela talks to always tell her that divorce is not an option. Carmela, you took a vow. You both did. So it sometimes seems as if she's seeking them out just to be reassured that she's right to stay with Tony. In season three, a priest advises Carmela to essentially see Tony through a glass half full lens, valuing the nice things he does for her and the kids and turning a blind eye on the bad. You see your husband as good in him. What you have to do is learn to live on what the good part earns. When we see Carmela later, she's taken off the big ring Tony gave her a few episodes before. Where's your ring? She's clearly making an effort to live on what the good part earns, but although she's let go of this one luxury item, it doesn't change the fact that her livelihood depends on the mob. My life is financed by crime. The big mistake she makes is thinking it's even possible to separate the good from the bad in this mafia environment, where personal relationships and illegal businesses are all mixed up. 
Carmela's philosophy for her marriage and her entire life is basically to make the best of a tricky situation. There's a pragmatic layer to her personality that proves her denial is only on the surface, and she's not totally oblivious. Tellingly, she takes concrete steps to protect herself should anything go wrong with Tony. Carmela's make-the-best-of-it mindset comes out when she and the other mob wives discuss Hillary Clinton staying with her unfaithful husband. At first, Carmela judges Clinton for this. What, to be humiliated in public and then walk around smiling all the time? That is so false. But then she starts to see Hillary as a positive model for holding your head high and not being brought down by her husband's misdeeds. She took all that negative shit he gave her and spun it into gold. You gotta give her credit. Well, it's true, isn't it? She's a role model for all of us. And as time goes by, Carmela really does follow the Hillary Clinton example in deciding not to view Tony's failures as a reflection on her, and instead focuses on getting what she can out of this situation. All I know is she stuck by him and put up with the bullshit, and in the end, what did she do? She set up her own little thing. In season four, she sees Big Pussy's widow, Angie, struggling to make it on her own. I saw Angie Bumpincero today. She was handing out free Polish sausage at the supermarket. And she starts doing everything in her power to prevent ending up in the same tight spot. She pressures Tony into setting up a trust for the family. Who is going to support your children? And me, if God forbid something happens to you. And she even steals some of the cash he's hidden and invests it. 9900 Interestingly, at $10,000, we're required by law to notify the IRS of the transaction. Oh, really? When she agrees to let Tony move back into the house after they've been living apart, it's because he agrees to buy a plot of land so she can build a spec house and have her own little project. On the surface, Carmela has succeeded in setting up her own little thing. What this scene really proves, though, is that Carmela can never fully separate herself from Tony's mob money or the mob itself. In reality, Carmela's just as much of a member of the mob as any other character on The Sopranos, and being a mom is what most brings out this side of her. The time she goes a step further than just enjoying the spoils of Tony's business and actually seems to take a page out of his book is on her kid's behalf. And at first, this makes us overlook the sinister nature of what she's doing. In season two, Carmela wants Meadow to go to an East Coast college rather than her first choice, Berkeley. So she implicitly threatens her neighbor's sister to make her write a recommendation letter that will get Meadow into Georgetown. I don't think you understand. I want you to write that letter. Excuse me? I said I want you to write the letter. Are you threatening me? We see Carmela doing something similar in season five when she has a fling with AJ's guidance counselor, at least in part to ensure that AJ gets into college. I think you're a user, Carmela. What? Maybe you saw an opportunity in me and you just took what you needed. You strong-armed me using the only weapon you have. After he calls her out, Carmela mopes that her reputation is forever tarnished because of Tony. Whatever I say, whatever I do, because I was married to a man like Tony, my motives will always be called into question. Of course, it does say a lot about her that she chose to marry a man in the Mafia. It's proof that on some level, she's on board with Tony's shady business. The minute I met Tony, I knew who that guy was. Carmela even openly admitted that on her second date with him, he brought her family expensive gifts that she knew he obtained through violent means. And I knew, you know, whether consciously or not, I knew that behind that power drill, there was probably some guy with a broken arm, you know, or, or worse. 
And by this point in the series, she's not just guilty by association, she's actively playing dirty by applying a mobster mentality to mothering. Because even though she's partly motivated by love, she's still controlling people through threats and force. You better watch your step. Going behind her kids' backs and using her position to get what she wants. At one point, Tony complains that Carmella is responsible for AJ's lack of ambition because she's spoiled him. But Dr. Melfi argues that her protectiveness is what Tony wishes he'd gotten from his own mother. But I have to point out what you resent Carmella doing for AJ, protecting him from his father, is the very thing you had often wished your mother had done for you. And if you think about it, Carmella really is the opposite of Livia Soprano in almost every way. She's loyal, loving, and truly wants the best for her family. Yet in the end, even these positive qualities can't save Carmella from becoming another mob mom who lies, makes excuses, and exposes her children to things they shouldn't see. Honestly, I think about my son in front of those cameras, you know, having to vouch for all of this. My daughter and her friends, they have to face all these years of, of facading. Carmella never lays a finger on anyone, let alone commits murder. And she brings a ricotta pie when she's blackmailing someone, while her husband would have brought a gun. But what Carmella teaches us is that ultimately, these things don't make as much of a difference as she thinks they do. Her wedding vows have ended up being almost like Tony's mafia oath, a Faustian bargain that she can never escape. Carmella built up her many layers of denial and pragmatism as a defense mechanism, both to protect her family and to keep herself safe without having having to give up the worldly possessions she enjoys. But when we peel back those layers, underneath we find the truth she fought so hard to ignore. No amount of denial can ever erase her complicity. We have chosen this life in full awareness of the consequences of our sins. That's The Take. Click here to watch a video we think you'll love, or here to check out a whole playlist of awesome content. Don't forget to subscribe and turn on notifications.